Ken Holden here, Signature Selling. Welcome to episode four. Today, we're talking about the two primary drivers on why people fail at being self-employed. It's a widely known fact that 90% of all people who go into direct selling, whether it be life insurance or real estate or car sales or multi-level marketing, 90% of them fail. And today we're going to talk about the two primary reasons why people fail. Neither of them are related to personality. So if you're thinking, I'm not meant to be in sales, you have to listen to this because you'll truly understand it. Signature Selling is dedicated to helping you discover the nuance that's going to make you long-term successful in sales and make sure you're not part of that 90%, but that you are in the 10% of people who have a long-term successful career. Okay, so let's get right into it here. So what is the number one reason why I believe people fail at being self-employed. It's a lot to do about why they want to become self-employed. The vast majority of people I interview rarely, if ever, come in and say, I want to crush it. I want to build a career. I'm ready to work hard. I'm ready to do whatever I have to do. Tell me what I have to do to succeed. Almost that never really happens. Sometimes you get people come in like that, but not very often. And so what you discover is that when people want to become self-employed, the reason they want to do it is what they're really looking to do is to have more independence in their life and their schedule, have more flexibility in their life, have more time off, spend more time at home, etc. And none of those things are wrong. And all of those things are in self-employment. But what we see today is that people actually have a bias for play and not for work. The real thing they're looking for is to go and do something that's enjoyable and that usually isn't work for most people so most people if they have a choice between work or playing golf or work or playing tennis or going to the beach or vacation they're always going to choose the play so people today have a bias for play and not for work especially a lot of people who want to become self-employed and so this is a super big challenge if you're going to succeed. So that's the kind of the undercurrent of the real reason why people fail is they really have a bias for play and not for work. Common questions you get are like, how much time do I get off? When do I get off? It, it's almost never the other direction, like how frequently can I work? When can I start? All of the kind of symptoms of someone who's going to be long-term successful in sales. So when you have a bias for play and not for work, it automatically sets you up to always be stuck with this tension. I call it a tension between work and play. So when you get ready to go to your office and you want to go do something more enjoyable, you suddenly begin to experience that tension. So they become self-employed on day one. They say, oh, I'm self-employed. I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to go out to the beach. I'm going to go play tennis. I'm going to chill. And the thing about becoming self-employed and all of these things about flexibility, independence in your schedule, autonomy, they all require financing. So you have to fund it. So when you come in, when you're self-employed right out of the gate, you got to have a bias for work. You have to be ready to work. You have to be prepared to not have any independence and extra flexibility in your schedule schedule because without being successful, you can't enjoy any of those things. So it's a mistake to think I'm going to become self-employed. I'm going to do whatever I want whenever I want. And now that I'm self-employed, I'm going to take the day off. That's where the problem starts to come in. So in the first one to two to three years of becoming self-employed, your mindset should be, I'm going to work really hard. I have to work really hard. I'm going to put in as many hours as I can, and I'm going to do my best to make this extremely successful. If in fact you do that, you're going to be on the right road pretty fast. This is the number one problem, a bias for play and not for work. The truth is anything worth doing, whether it's a job or you own a business or you want to become self-employed or whatever it might be, it doesn't matter what it is. Any project worth doing requires time and energy, effort and engagement. It also requires 
consistency. You can't just do it here and there. You can't do it when you feel like it. It requires learning. And so I know a lot of us know that, but a lot of people become self-employed thinking that just by becoming self-employed, all of a sudden, magically, everything starts to work. This is one of the leading causes on why people fail when they become self-employed is that they have that bias for play. They don't want to put in the time and effort, the energy and the engagement. They don't want to be consistent week to week. And this leads us up to the second reason why people fail at being self-employed is that they start cutting corners because they can. And so this becomes the second leading reason. It's tied to the first one. They're ready to get in their office and go working and all of a sudden an opportunity to go do a fun activity comes up and then they decide to cut corners. The minute you start to cut corners, you immediately start to fail. Just think with me for a second. So let's pretend you have a job. Let's just for the sake of reference, it's Monday to Friday, it's nine to five, it's in the office. And let's say you live somewhere like I am, where it's snowing all the time, and actually it's snowing a lot right now where I am. And so let's just say you're somewhere snowing and it's cold, and you wake up and you have a job, and suddenly the temperature goes way up, and you have a Chinook, which is one of the things they call it here in Alberta, Canada. And all of a sudden the temperature goes way up and it's warm outside, you look outside, you go, okay, I'm gonna go outside but you're really set hours you're supposed to be in the office. And so you call up your boss and you say, hey, it's nice outside today, can I stay at home? They say, no, you have to come to work. And so you drag yourself to work, you don't really wanna go, but you go because you value your job. And they know that if you start skipping days, you're no longer gonna be productive and it's only a matter of time before they're not gonna want you to work there. So you can't cut corners when you have a job because if you do cut corners, it shows up in your productivity. If you start skipping days because friends are in town, relatives came to town, the weather's nice outside, you had a chance to go do something fun and because you just decide to not show up at work, eventually you will get fired. Now, when you are self-employed, and you cut corners, the results show up almost immediately. The difference is when you actually have a job and you're going to work and you're out there doing that, you can actually just continue to do what you're doing, cutting corners, maybe quiet, quitting the new trend here, the modern age is doing as little as you can. And it doesn't show up for a few weeks, maybe even for a few months, but eventually it shows up. When you're self-employed and you start cutting corners, it shows up immediately because you're only paid on commission. So. It, the effects of cutting corners shows up really fast when you're actually self-employed. So the leading reason is a bias for play and not for work. That leads to part two is now that you're working from home and you have no supervisor at your house, you can start to cut corners. I'm going to give you an illustration or an example of this. Say, for example, two weeks ago, I decided to participate in my business as if I was a sales representative and I started making telemarketing calls and phone calls. My first two days were normal, half and half, 50% good, 50% bad, just normal days. Then the next two days were not very good days on the phone. No one really answered the phone. And then the next day, the temperature went way up. And as a result, the temperature going way up, it was very tempting to want to go outside and maybe not work. And I'm self-employed and I'm independent and I can do that if I want to. And so I chose not to, I chose to do the right thing, not cut the corners, because it's the number two leading reason why people fail in being self-employed. I decided not to cut the corner. I went into my office, I made phone calls, and that day, the first four people actually answered the phone, I should say, and all four of them booked an appointment to do a presentation, all four. So it was an amazing day on the phone. Now, let me give you an example. We don't know the sales cycle. We don't know which day, which week, which month, which customer is gonna turn out to 
be the day that works, the week that works, the month that works, or the customer that works. This is why it's important if you're self-employed or in any kind of sales, volume is extremely important. You have to have set hours. You have to have a set schedule. You need to publish your schedule so maybe your spouse knows or a coworker knows. Even though you're self-employed, you set your office hours and you never cut corners. Had I cut the corner that day, I would have not even known that I would have had four terrific appointments booked and they would have booked very quickly. I wouldn't have even known that. And then maybe two or three days later, I might be saying, oh, this is no good. This doesn't work. I'm frustrated. Had I not cut the corner, I would have had those four appointments. Now, in my case, I didn't cut the corner. I got the four appointments and they turned out to be four crucial appointments. What's my point here? My point is the sales cycle is 100% unpredictable. You cannot predict which day, which week, which customer is going to be the right week, the right day, the right right customer. So you cannot cut corners. If you cut corners, you will immediately start to see a decline in your business. Now, here's the other problem that's with the cutting corners. When you have a boss and you have a job and you want to take a day off because the weather's nice, you simply go to your boss and you say, can I take the day off because the weather's nice? And the boss says, nope, you have to come to work because the supervisor will actually keep you accountable. Now, this is really important. Now, when you become self-employed, you become self-supervised. And so, This introduces a very significant problem. So when you become your own supervisor and now the weather's nice outside and so you go to the mirror to yourself because now you're your own supervisor and you say, supervisor, can I take the day off? Now the supervisor says, you know what? You work hard. You deserve a day off. You should go take that day off. Yeah, take the day off. It's beautiful outside. So you say, thank you, supervisor, which is yourself, just in case you're not following along. And you gave yourself permission to take the time off. And this is a bad idea. So being your own supervisor is not a good idea. So here's another fact that's very interesting because it correlates to why 90% of people fail at being self-employed. 90% of the population from much of the literature I'm reading suggests that 90% of the population are not capable of being self-accountable. Given the opportunity to go do something they prefer to do, they will choose to do it rather than choosing to do the right things. This is super important because if you are not self-accountable, you need accountability. You need to have someone, whether it's someone you work with, someone in your business, a colleague, and you just set a time, hey, let's touch base in the morning at nine, catch up on the week, have a water cooler conversation, and then go do your calls, come back at two or three hours later, compare notes. You absolutely have to have this kind of accountability. This is one of the major reasons why you often will hear a spouse say to another spouse, why don't you go get a real job? And why do they say that? Number one, you're cutting corners, so you're not making money. You have a bias for play. You're in your pajamas. When they come home, you're in your pajamas. When they leave, you're in your pajamas. You're not in your office. You're not in work mode. It has no optics or appearance of actually having any work. And of course, then the money doesn't come in because you're not making any sales. And all of a sudden, it makes self-employment look unstable. And there's nothing uh, unstable about being self-employed. It's one of the best things you can do. But you have to understand the elements that actually make it work. Your talent and your skill will take you to very different levels. But a lot of what makes people successful at being self-employed is their character. It's their choice to want to work. It's their choice to have a schedule. It's their choice not to cut corners. It's their choice to establish morning routines. 
really important to have that morning routine if you're going to succeed. I hope you enjoyed this today. And next week on deck, I've been waiting to get to this episode. It's called the top 10% mindset. What does a top 10% mindset look like? Now, I don't mean you will be in the top 10% of producers. You will be in that 10% of people that will succeed long-term and not part of that 90%. I'm gonna go into that mindset, which is one of the most powerful mindsets you can have for any endeavor that you're doing. I think you will really enjoy this episode, so make sure you tune back in uh, next week. And if you are enjoying this, please make sure to subscribe so it's available to you. If you do tap that bell, it will notify you and then you can tune in every week. And as we go through this journey over the next next few years with 15-minute high-impact installments. It's going to really help you to become long-term successful in direct selling.